Hi everyone, Sane Man here. Recently I had a chat with someone named Lily, and she had a number of segments that she recorded with me, and she kept thinking her point of view was right, and then I kept changing her mind. This is the first segment. Sorry about the audio quality for the rest of this, but the content more than makes up for it. I got a new computer and it recognizes my old USB mic, but for some reason it won't let me record with it. I have newer mics, so now I'm using one of those for live streams. I just find it crazy that the H4n Zoom recorder doesn't work on Windows 10, but the H6n works on it no problem. Before I share the clip, let me first tell everyone about today's sponsor, the MGTOW Book Collection Part 2. Whether you're getting camel toe in Cambodia, banging babes and burkas in Turkey, or taking Polaroids of ladyboys in Thailand, Luca Vendetti has a series of books to make you live the dream. His new three booklet series includes how to live on $500 a month in Cambodia, Turkey, and Vietnam, in addition to his classic, How to Retire on 200 k in Southeast Asia. He also has the MGTOW book. Visit MGTOWbooks.com and use the promo code SANDMAN to get 10% off. Now available in four formats, PDF, Mobi for Kindle, EPUB, and Text-to-Speech MP3. Sponsor link is down below. Anyways, here's the first clip of my discussion with Lily, so enjoy. I heard this from Karen Strawn. I'm like, I'm paraphrasing because that was a long time ago. Um, it's about men wanting to get rid of each other. Um, she was explaining why male feminists exist. And um, she was basically saying that, I'm paraphrasing, um, it's, it comes from the men's desire to get rid of the competition. That's why they take the side of women to get rid of the rest of the men. But I actually don't necessarily agree with that because what I see, I do see men coming together and being like brothers, you know, like the manosphere and these sort of things. So I don't think necessarily men want to instinctively get rid of each other. What do you think? Yeah, men definitely want to get rid of each other. I mean, if it's a, like a man growing up as a child, um, bullies would usually pick on the weakest kids because the weakest kids, they're like, they're, they're not necessarily competition, but they keep all the other men in line. So like if the bully asserts dominance over the weakest kid, which takes the least amount of work on their part, then all the other males will fall in line and they will have, you know, they'll have basically, you know, control of the, the group of men. So it's not so much about getting rid of men. It's just about putting them in their place so that the, the alpha. alpha can kind of do whatever he wants. And the alpha is usually the kid that matures the fastest when he's like, you know, 13, 14, 12, 13, 14, he gets the biggest. And then because he's the biggest, um, you know, he can assert physical dominance over everybody else. It doesn't have, have necessarily anything to do with intelligence. It's just, you know, physical dominance. So is it an every man or is it just some men? Well, like I said, some men will mature faster than others. And like, if you're a 13 year old boy and you're, you're, you become, you know, you get up to like, you know, five foot 10, six feet tall, you know, 14, you're huge. Like it's tempting to use that force to basically put all the other kids who are like five foot four, five foot three, whatever, under, under your control. Right. Because they're all scared of you because you're bigger. So, you, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll hit each other in the locker room or the, you know, they'll, They'll they'll basically try to um, you know assert that physical dominance. Okay, so is that can we 
assume that okay this is actually a part of male nature wanting to oh absolutely assert dominance you know so for example um you know it, it's about it's about making it's about asserting dominance over the, the weaker men so that the weaker men do your bidding so you know like just like female nature is about you know subverting male effort and resources you know male nature is also about doing that from the from the men that are the biggest strongest richest whatever it's the same thing okay is there um anything about this part of male nature that would make them vulnerable to make ma manipulation men in general you mean uh mm -hmm. That's kind of a broad question, like in terms of vulnerable to like, can you be a little bit more specific? Mm, I don't know. That's why I asked you. I'm, I'm wondering if <clears throat> if and if this part of male nature can be used by a woman for manipulating that man. Yeah, I mean, look, look, it's uh, if the woman can sense that the guy was, you know, he he wasn't you know, he wasn't the alpha when he was younger, but now all of a sudden he's gotten older and he's now got money and he's, he's been working out and he's, he's, he's a catch, but in his mind, he's still that weak child that he was, you know, 10, 20 years ago. So, and she will sense that and she'll be like, oh, okay. So he's this weak, vulnerable, easy to manipulate and control guy because guys have controlled him his whole life. But like he has all of the alpha physical qualities and mental qualities, but he doesn't have that experience. You know, he didn't ha he didn't grow up that way. So his self-esteem is probably lower than somebody who's always been confident. I mean, I, I'm kind of guilty of that in, in a lot of ways. Like, even though I have a lot of things to feel self-esteem for, I'm still very humble and I still don't really, um, you know, I, I th there's no ego because I, you know, for most of my life, I was really badly picked on. So I didn't I didn't really think too highly of myself. So as I've gotten older, you know, I could do things that, you know, would be considered great and wonderful and like people would look up to. But for me, it wouldn't really be that way because I've always felt like there's a part of me that says you're just not good enough. So. It, in a way, that's a, it's a bad thing because it's 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 a lack of self-esteem. But in another way, it's good because there's always this insatiable drive to to get validation from, you know, from men, from women, from society in general, and it'll never be quenched. So that makes me extremely productive. So no matter what I could accomplish, I still wouldn't feel like it would be enough even though everyone would be looking at it like, oh, my God, like this is above and beyond the call of duty. And then for me, it's like, nah, it's just a Tuesday, right? <laughs> like that's, that's, you know, that's, uh, and then women can exploit that, right? They can see, oh, he has all this value, but he doesn't recognize his value. Yeah. He doesn't know how great he is. Right. So, and, um, you know, actually Robert Greene talks about that as well. I'm not, I don't exactly remember what he said, but he, he says it's a good thing because it will drive to be better. If well, it's it better, but you'll never be good enough, right? So even if you accomplish, like I said, amazing things, it's still, you still won't feel satisfied. So, it, but it, it, it's a good thing because you'll never, you'll never, um, you'll never actually 
you know, run out of things to do and ideas and you'll, you're constantly trying to prove to, to the world that you're good enough, even though deep down inside, you don't think you ever will be. So um, about this part of male nature, um, so that means men need to be careful about other men as well. Oh, absolutely. How, so how, how do you protect yourself? from being backstabbed well you just assume that you're going to get backstabbed at least that's pretty much been my experience my entire life so the way i the way i protected myself is just to distance myself emotionally from you know male friendships and and like and make sure that like i i if the if the man turns on you at any moment and doesn't want to be your friend well you you're kind of like all right i accept that and you just walk away so, you know, growing up, I've had a lot of friends that, that betrayed me and I expect betrayal. Like it, betrayal is kind of like a default mode. So when people betray me, whether it be male or female, I don't take it as a shock anymore. I used to be shocked and emotionally, emotionally affected by it. But now I'm kind of like, meh, it, it happens. It's happened before. You know, it give you an example. too many times. Yeah, but it's not just you know, men or women doing it. Now it's like corporations doing it too, right? So if, you know, a company you're working for just decides to lay you off and walk you out the door for no reason, like you just have to accept that. For a lot of people, it's a shock because they don't, they've never been treated that way. So when you, you know, for, as myself, when, you know, you grew up and you were treated probably one of the wor the poorest ways uh, imaginable in terms of being a male, and then you grow up and then you, you know, you deal with relationships and, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was treated the, the poorest way with women, but like a lot of those things that, that I saw women doing carried over from what men were doing as well, just in a more subtle and sneaky way. So it, it was, it was, it was kind of like they wanted the same outcome that the, that the men wanted, but they just did it in a more like nice way. They, they used a white glove instead of a fist <laughs> so and then corporations are like well we're going to give you some money and then all of a sudden they're just going to decide when they cut the money off and you're just supposed to be like okay i i i guess i guess i'm not good enough for you anymore right so you, it's just another sense of betrayal so it's this is why i think the black pill and you know like a lot of the black pillars out there are rising because society in general is 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 so like people are people are becoming worse and worse and and more deceptive and trying to get the edge on each other and the, the trust horizon in our society is kind of declining so you know people people can't relax anymore around each other because they're they're always worried about what that person's gonna like are they gonna backstab them like wh what's gonna happen yeah it's like a trend isn't it it's almost considered a positive thing to be sneaky. Yeah, but it's not though. Like, yeah, you no, know, it's not because societies, you know, do better if they can trust each other. You know, but um. But like I said, it's 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 the it's the trust horizons. Um, the, the you know people used to be able to trust people more in the past. You know, that's why I like talking with. You know, you know, back when I when I was younger, you know, 20 years ago, I would talk, you know, have jobs where I'd be around interacting senior with senior citizens. 
and they were they would be a lot more relaxed and they would be a lot more like you didn't you didn't sense that there was any kind of deception or they were trying to get the edge on the conversation or you know like all the all these things that you kind of notice today and you know with people that are older than me i'm just like why are they acting like this like and i think it's just a generational shift i think the people that that i'm speaking of those seniors they grew up in you know the 1930s and the 40s life was tough right like they went through a depression they went through a world war they their confidence kept getting beaten out of them right because you know the the the, the wars were literally killing their friends and they were poor and and they had all these bad things in life so their confidence level was low so when they got into you know to their 30s and 40s and they became adults they life was great 1950s 1960s like it was like a utopia compared to where they came from so they were really grateful for that and so they 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 weren't assholes towards each other because they remembered what bad times were like and i think that part of these trends and part of this behavior that we're seeing now in in terms of um you know people treating each other worse and worse has to do with the fact that people haven't really faced any real hardships yeah. at least for a generation or two yeah that's true it, it, hardship kind of brings people together when you need each other more well i don't think it necessarily brings people together i just think it changes your outlook on life like you know when you come from hardship and then you get a little bit of good things in your life you're grateful for it because you're like i've never had this before this is this is this is wonderful and so you're going to say to yourself like do i need you know 10 cars and five houses no i've i've got one house and one car and i'm happy because you know for the longest time i've been poor and i've suffered and this is enough you know and and, and that's it right like you feel grateful for what you have but now you know when people grow up and they have everything given to them when they grow up they need more and more and more and more to to feel satisfied yeah and they yeah, never will. That. that's that's the problem right they'll never they'll never have satisfaction uh because they've always had too much yeah, it's like this um thirst that never ends isn't it that yeah if you have if, a, if you have a hard time it's like um if you're really really hungry apple tastes good but um if you're not you're not gonna eat it well look if you're if you're if you've had every kind of food imaginable and you know apples were just kind of like the your 20th favorite food and then there was another person who all they was they were eating was like rice and 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 cabbage and then they were given an apple and they'd be like oh wow this is an apple it's got sugar this is great right and they're so happy to have this apple and to you it's just oh that's just the you know that's just some random food that's at the bottom of of my list <laughs> so do you think um, that way people can experience a lot more satisfaction and happiness? Yeah, because they have to be deprived. You have to be That's deprived while you're growing up. Go ahead. I kind of have this philosophy that occasionally, if you have an easy life, you have to deprive yourself of certain things. So when you have it again, it feels good. So you feel more satisfaction. But it's an easy life is probably the worst thing that can happen to you because yeah. If you have an easy life, you're not challenged to to grow and change. You know, the, the the when you when you face hardships, you have to you have to adapt. And you know, people say, oh, these you know millennials, they're so entitled, or the, the you know they're they 
they won't they want the world to change to them instead of the other way around it's because you know for them they've had everything handed to them a lot of them right so when they go through that experience they have to like everything's been their way for their whole life so now if things aren't their way then all of a sudden they 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 throw a tantrum <laughs> so so it, and again this gen the, the millennial generation and the and the generation that comes after them i think we're heading for a world of hardship again mm-hmm. financially and energy wise and all this kind of stuff so it's going to force it's going to force them to have to adapt again you know so if if you deprive people of things you know people say oh you know food has become too expensive and i think to myself okay but people are obese so they could eat less food you know we could we could reduce the amount of food we have in the economy by i don't know 20 30% and people would still not starve and they would be a healthy weight you know we we're we're depriving people of something yet we're having a better outcome right so i i think that our society needs that you know that you know deprivation of of money and food and all this kind of stuff because it's going to force us to get more creative it's going to force us to innovate it's going to force us to do something different because right now i just see stagnation everywhere i see cultural stagnation i see you know financial stagnation i see you know relationship stagnate like nothing is really evolving everything's just kind of falling apart so we need a kind of like a a, a forest fire of finance and of food to kind of burn you know the the weeds so that the the you know the trees can kind of grow strong again 